Jurassic Park for a minute, we'll be discussing the second Jurassic Park sequel, One Minute Time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And on this episode, we'll be discussing minute 79 of Jurassic Park 3. Three minutes to go, Dave. 81 is mm-hmm. that magic mark where we hit the credits, so we do not have long to go at all. No. But uh, firstly, before we get into 79, over at Jurassic-pedia.com, I've gone for a little bit of a retro look back here is um, for this minute, not so much for what we've seen in a minute, but just for what uh, the Raptors are doing. Of course, I've gone back to the uh, the Isla Nublar novel and Jurassic Park novel um, write-up on here, which is quite extensive, <laughs> going through pretty much summarising each chapter uh, of the Michael Crichton novel, mm-hmm. done by our friend Egypticus Free, and before I get to what I was actually going to talk about in here, there's some fantastic fan art in here of uh, some of the scenes from the novel. Where'd they come from? Do you know? Did they just come from online somewhere, or did someone in Legacy do it? Actually, these are these are official images. Oh, are they? Yeah, this comes from... I can't remember the name of the book it comes from, but it's like a... It's a novelization of... Like, it's like a junior novelization of the... Um, novel where it's kind of abridged in a way mm-hmm. but it has these drawings in them that like illustrate the actual novel itself yeah and i for, i can't remember where they're from what the book is called that they're from i'd have to ask i should i should have mentioned to you earlier that we're going to be covering this bit so you could have a look but one one shot did um get me attention that's the map of isla nublar which Looks very Crichton-esque, just the way it's drawn, shaded. Even the font there reminds me just like the uh, sauna map we get in the Lost World, but mm-hmm. only it it doesn't it doesn't look right. It looks too small for Nublar, <laughs> just the size of the pens in that. But I may be wrong. This is actually that the map is that we see here is again um, something official, and it was something that was ba- we based some of our earlier earlier. Um, are novel canon maps from. Okay. Yeah, head over, head over to the link in the, uh, the run sheet and you can go through here as well and some have a look at some of these photos. Some of them are sort of maybe going after the uh, the film a little bit. There's one here of Tim holding the raptor and the uh, Lex does look a lot like Anyana Richards there um, mm-hmm. in the drawing as well. So. Well, the interesting thing is is that the... like. Um, the images are almost like a blend. Like, for example, the gas-powered jeeps are look almost exactly like the ones that we see in the um, in the movies. Mm, yep. Even the uh, the Tyrannosaur breakout scene here is a photo image, and uh, it's clearly an explorer or something like. That. It's definitely not a Land Cruiser <laughs> that we had in mm-hmm. the novel. So, no, it looks fantastic. But the reason I the reason I linked to here in the first place is. Uh, the whole Raptors hearing the helicopters that we get last minute and this minute, and mm-hmm. it's sort of tie back to the original novel where uh, Grant Ellie and I think Gennaro are uh, and Muldoon are down the south of the island trying to count how many Raptors are bred so they know if any have got off the island. And same thing, they're in the underground waterworks and they hear the helicopters, or no, they hear the um, the diesel engines of a passing supply ship and come out. I think it's the um, NEB returning and they run out on the beach and sort of line up um, and Grant theorised at the point at the time that uh, because they're part bird they're, uh, they want to migrate off the island and we again get a call back to that later on in 
this movie mm-hmm. with uh, the Pteranodons leaving the island. Yeah. Uh, just as a refresher, I remembered um, we had we do actually have the name of where these come from on the Isla Nublar page for the novels that where we have this map linked. It's the Macmillan English language teaching book that came out for the novel. Okay. And we uh, we admitted that the map that is actually on display here is somewhat inaccurate, and in a um, kind of a compromise for that, we kind of um, created an re-illustrated version. But then um, we had one come out with by Henrique Zimmerman Tomasi, who was an incredible help on several of our maps that we did. And his is um, much, much more accurate. And he actually has a blog post all about it. And we linked to that. And we also, um, I believe there's a couple things that he admitted were inaccurate slightly about the, um, about his map, but is pretty much the most accurate one we have for the novel. Ah, oh, nice. So, yeah, I, I just wanted to bring up how um, we've, we've talked, there's a lot of stuff in Jurassic Park 3 that's sort of a callback to stuff we've seen earlier, whether it's from the novels or from earlier films as well. And here where, okay, it's not um, it's not a boat passing the island that the raptor's here, but even in that novel, once they're um, all out on the beach watching the boat sail past and the, uh, the sound of helicopters come in, they pretty much all scatter and disappear. Uh, much as they do here, so I just thought it was a good little, good little look back at um, what we've seen in the original novel. Mm-hmm. So yeah, head over to Jurassic-pedia.com and link in the run sheet there to uh, the article discussed, and you can have a look at some of those photos as well, or some of that art. You know what this is? Yeah, it's a raptor claw. I used to have one. Fossil. Mine is new. Dave, ready to get to seventy nine? Yeah. As we minute 78 of Jurassic Park 3, Amanda had taken the eggs from Grant and had pushed them forward to return them to the raptors. Meanwhile, Grant had found the resonating chamber at the bottom of Billy's bag and started to blow on it, calling for help. As we open minute 79, the female barks at two of the males and they run off into the jungle. At the six second mark, she walks forward and bends down and picks up an egg in her jaws, and after a moment of staring at the survivors, she too runs off into the jungle. The final male behind her does the same thing, and follows her off into the jungle. Now the four survivors sit kneeling in the clearing, and they too can see the sound of the helicopter. Paul gets to his feet and starts to run, and says that's a helicopter. At the 29 second mark, we cut to a clearing, as Paul, Amanda, Eric and Grant run out in the opening. At the 37 second mark, we cut to a shot of a man wearing a suit, standing on the beach. The four survivors look on, unsure if what they're saying is real. And then over Bullhorn we hear, Dr. Grant? Dr. Alan Grant? The four survivors run at the man in the suit, crying out, no, that's a very bad idea, trying to stop him from using the bullhorn. At the 47 second mark, the others realise that maybe they are safe after all, as military landing craft storm the beach and US soldiers emerge from the vehicles and take up positions with their guns. And as the minute ends, Eric just smiles and says, wow, you have to thank her now. This ends minute 79 of Jurassic Park 3. 
after hearing the helicopter last minute, the female raptor communicates to the males, and they uh, run off in the jungle. As much as I'd uh, love subtitles for what the what the animal's saying here, I'm sure they're um, they're just going into the depths of the jungle to sort of get away. They've obviously heard these sounds before when uh, InGen was in operation there. Mm-hmm. But uh, Grant looks on in amazement as the uh, males leave the area, and the female lowers her head and picks up one of the eggs in her mouth. Um, from in front of Amanda and stands there, looks at him for a moment, then turns and runs off into the jungle, and she's followed by a second male that was standing beside her or behind her, and uh, he comes in, grabs grabs a second egg, and follows follows it, the female off into the jungle. I think it's funny how they almost their heads almost like a make a nodding motion once after they take the eggs. Well, again, I don't know that if that's bird. just me like anthropomorphizing <laughs> the. Uh, raptors here but they do kind of make like a little head nod mm. yeah i found odd too that they picked them up with their jaws i know stuff like lions and that will carry their cubs around by the scruff of the neck and that but eggs are pretty delicate <laughs> although they might be these dinosaur ones might be a bit thicker but they've got their nice big gripped hands they're not they're not as dexterous as what human hands are but surely picking up an object like an egg would be easier to do it in the hand than in the teeth Especially when you're going to run face first through the jungle and have um, ferns and that slap you in the face. True. <laughs> then again, I mean, uh, an egg in the in the mouth is worth two in the bush. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I had. To. Nice. <laughs> uh, if I had a trum- trombone sound effect, I'd probably play it there as well. <laughs> Uh, where was I? Um, and then just like that, um, we get a final scene with the Islasauna Raptors. I, they're always sort of lurking in the background there. I, I would have loved to see more of them, but I think for uh, the most part, um, everything we've seen between the uh, the ambush in the lab and the uh, the jungle scenes with Udesky and that, although seeing Udesky's death would have been fantastic as well, and then here to the mm-hmm. ambush. I think um, they look fantastic. They, the animatronics are fantastic and just well done all around. A lot of fans think this is like their favorite Raptors design. Personally, I was never, I mean, I like the design, but I was never really a fan of the Raptors just because, I mean, I always wanted to see the Raptors from the last two movies return in like a starring role like this, and it just never happens. Happen Ends up happening, you know? Well, yeah. And so you, I just you... kind of felt like these Raptors stole the spotlight in a way. Yeah, well, there's more and more fan outcry now for wanting the Dilophosaurus in the third in the third Jurassic World film, and you can guarantee it's not going to look the same as it did in Jurassic Park either mm-hmm. when it comes back. But I've said it a hundred times. I always say the uh, the Lost World sauna Raptors would be favourite, and just the colours and that here, especially when we get this big female here, so saw that lighter grey. Mm-hmm. Think about it now; it's sort of almost like and because I watched the film the other day, like Caesar from uh, the new Planet of the Apes films, where when he's all painted up in the white war paint, he's, uh, he's not that black black ape anymore. He's, he looks mm-hmm. like a white ape. I think it's interesting, in, and this is going to be a little slight tangent here, that <laughs> in the course of the first movie, um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, that his body kind of, just his, the whole physique trying, it turns from chimp, to like almost early early hominid, you know. Mm. I mean, the whole bone structure just changes from being made to walk on all fours to walking on all two. 
well, it was magic gas. <laughs> it it done I mean, more to just make him speak, just make him intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just interesting because, I mean, in that final breakout scene at the end of the movie and he's riding on top of the uh, trolley, I mean, it, he looks almost like a like an Australia Pithecus or something like that, you know? Yep. God, them films are good. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, the group takes a moment and... Uh, I'd be sort of hoping here that the Raptors weren't just taking the eggs to safety and then coming back to finish the job, much like we we know the Trenosaurs have done in, in novel and film, mm-hmm. where they'll, uh, they'll just take their young away and then come back and make you pay for what you've done. But uh, but no, they don't return. And uh, we need to get that sound of the helicopter much, much closer. Which, with what we get next, that helicopter must just come come up and land on the beach and not fly overhead <laughs> and mm-hmm. drop, to drop the, uh, the bullhorn guy off. But they all look above about themselves, and Paul's the first to stand, saying uh, that's the helicopter. And it's sort of good here that the humans are the last ones to hear it, and not the not the raptors. We know the raptors have fantastic eyesight and that, but I don't know how good their hearing would be. But being a predator, it'd have to be fairly good. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, the group emerged from the jungle in a small valley, and we can see a stream off to the right, and there's some lingering mist in the foliage, which tells us this is still early morning mm-hmm. uh, much like we did the day before when they all ran out to the fence at the aviary i think it's kind of funny that i mean if you look at like stills of it really hard you can almost see where like the the um the puffs of uh smoke are originating, <laughs> originating from you can see how they kind of hid a bunch of um a bunch of fog machines off to the side, like on the other side of the river, you can kind of see like this big billowing bit of fog just wafting up from behind a bush. <laughs> You'd imagine too, there'd be pain filming on location like this and doing that and not having anything more than a slight breeze. So that fog stays in place. <laughs> oh, yeah, really. <laughs> just billows like yeah, someone's got a is... fire. <laughs> This is uh, Kauai again. This is on a beach in Kauai. Mm. Was the, uh, the the ambush site before, would that have just been off the beach a little bit, or do you reckon that was a set? There was no stream that was, no, there. That, yeah, that was a set. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they didn't bring... I don't think they actually brought any animatronics to the, oh. um, yeah, to the islands for this movie. Yeah, yep, yep. But they are... Uh... They all sort of run towards the camera and stop here, and we cut to a shot of the beach. There's some uh, rocks on the left where the stream meets the ocean, and a man in a suit standing directly ahead of him. In the when I originally seen this, whether it was in the cinemas or on video, I thought it was Hammond <laughs> standing there. <laughs> of course, it's not. It's um, it's another man. I don't think we get his name, but he lifts the bullhorn again and says, "Dr. Grant, Dr. Alan Grant." So. Something odd. These people, and you see how they look there in dis- disbelief as uh, mm-hmm. as this guy's doing it. But um... I always thought it was just the strangest thing because, I mean, obviously we hear the helicopter circle around and they probably dropped him on the beach and flew off. But the helicopter is nowhere to be seen. Mm. And then, like, seconds later, we get the uh, Jurassic Park theme rise up and... Um, like a bunch of marines come out of amphibious vehicles and it's like these waters look very shallow you can see a reef off to the edge of them how do how do we not see these amphibious vehicles in the water behind him you know you mentioned it before eric has the ability to hear sounds through the jungle that no one else can including us and all they heard earlier was the uh the helicopter fly over and 
as you said, either land or kick this guy out the door and take off again. Especially here, where they're standing, they sort of run, keep start running again, and Amanda's waving in her arms, mm-hmm. yelling to stop, and Paul shouts, it's a very bad idea, obviously, we're getting their, um, their growth across the film from earlier when they're yelling and screaming into the bullhorn back at the airport or the mm-hmm. runway. And now we're full circle, fearing that the Spinosaur is somewhere and could come and uh, attack them. But they're here running, and all they do is look a little bit to the left. <laughs> and that's when um, we get all the, the landing craft and that come up. But Grant's doing something here. reminds me back when he uh, runs from the caravan or the trailer to the uh, helicopter, and he's waving for it to shut down. He's doing some sort of hand gestures here. It just looks like that shut her down, shut her down <laughs> um, gesture as well. But, um, it's a very bad idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as they run forward here too, you can see the uh, stream, so, which, and you can see the bit of a mountain range in the background as well. So we know Ellie was looking for, or knew Grant told her the river. Um, they're not on the main river here unless. The, uh, the main river's on the other side of this hill, and this is a little stream that comes off it into the, uh, into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, as I said before, as they uh, hit the sand, they see the uh, final three landing craft appear as the rear doors come down and U.S. Marines file out onto the beach with their guns. And I don't know, I assume someone's done it, but I'd love to see a YouTube video of uh, the hut, 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 hut over, <laughs> put over the... Um, <laughs> The, the sound effects here is they're, they're coming out mm-hmm. of these landing craft and just like magic uh, we get two helicopters fly overhead and further down the beach and they've clearly come from inland so don't know where they come from or where they went but uh, all of a sudden there's two helicopters back mm-hmm. well the arguably they were probably following the river and looking for them because the last thing Grant said was the river mm. and that's probably where they picked up Billy you know because then we're after, in the next minute or two, we get on the helicopter and Billy's on the helicopter. Mm. Yeah? Well, and maybe the sound of the helicopter they heard earlier wasn't the helicopter dropping this guy off on the beach. Maybe it was them coming down the river from where they'd found Billy. Yeah, it could have been. Because, yeah, they come off to, the helicopters come off from the side and presumably on the other side of the hill where the, uh, where the river could be. Mm. I just think it's weird because, I mean, you see the guy standing there and you can see the whole horizon behind him. And then we get the cut of the... And this is kind of going into the next couple of minutes. But you can... I mean, still, you can see the uh, two big aircraft carriers where presumably the amphibious vehicles and the and the helicopters came from. It's like, how, how did you not see those on the horizon when the guy was standing there? Well, and not just that. You've got the landing craft coming up, and as they look further down the beach you can see there's uh, more landing craft hitting the beach um, mm-hmm. deploying smoke which they normally only do when they're entering a battlefield so I don't know why they're despl- deploying smoke here to uh, camouflage themselves from the dinosaurs but they're doing it anyway <laughs> <laughs> and there's two there's two um, seeking airlift or the, the marine ha- um, airlift helicopters dropping troops on the beach and lifting off again like that's that creates sound That they would have heard that <laughs> long before uh, they got got to the beach as well and mm-hmm. yeah. I mean if you I mean I live in the, in the flight path of a heli- of a hospital with a trauma center I hear helicopters over my house all the time mm. they're loud 
you yep. you would you would know if one was coming. Yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, they can't. They well, they don't hear. They 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 hear with their eyes and not with their ears <laughs> as as uh, all this is going on. And um, as the min- as the minute ends, we cut back to Eric standing there with a big smile on his face, and he says, "Wow, you have to thank her now." Uh, calling back to that earlier discussion about not thanking Ellie um, with Grant, but that's uh, that's seventy nine, Dave. Anything on that you want to talk to talk about before we get into the uh, novel and script comparisons? Yeah, I think we're pretty good. All right, um, I'll start off the novel because it uh, it follows the uh, what we see in the film more than the script. But uh, as the uh, Raptors flee, the family hug and Grant lets out a sigh of relief. And then suddenly there's a new sound that pierces the air. There's a voice on a bullhorn, Dr. Grant. So the guy's just on the beach through the bullhorn calling out to him. You can't actually see him, <laughs> which would um, would be something different if they were all sitting there hugging in the film and all of a sudden you hear the bullhorn coming through the, uh, the foliage at him. But um, the rest of it's pretty much as we see in the film. There's a large Navy presence in the ocean offshore and a gunship is on the beach with uh, its rotors slowing down. There's uh, there's no amphibious landing in the uh, mm. novelization. Over in the script, that's where we uh, we finally get to come back here. Um, last few minutes they've been sitting on the beach in that rain, doing not much, but uh, the four sitting in the white sand as a lot rain falls, and they're all looking out, out in different directions, keeping watch. Um, to keep Eric's spirits up, this is where Paul recounts the boating mishap, and... Um, Again, at the end of that discussion, Amanda starts to get a bit smitten with Paul, so Grant and Eric move away and let him have uh, some time alone. That's when we get the dialogue between Grant and uh, Eric about uh, calling Ellie. Um, and as they walk down the beach, as they keep walking, Grant notices something rammed against the rocks ahead. It's the speed. It's a speedboat. Uh, its hull's ripped open from the uh, impact, and it's only. It's not just any other speedboat either. It's the. Uh, same dinosaur boat that was pulling the parasail. Eric hasn't seen it yet, so Grant stops him. He asks Eric, uh, Eric, do you know what happened to the boat that you that brought you here? Uh, why did it crash? And Eric replies, no, he didn't see. And that's when Grant says, do me a favour, head back to your parents for a minute, will you? And Grant uh, continues on approaching the speedboat wreckage. Uh, he doesn't know what he'll find, but he needs to look. Um, we... We only talked about back when uh, the brachiosaurs were on the riverbank, whether or not this was the same area. The plane flew over earlier. Um, in the uh, in the script, here we are all the way back to uh, to where the par- parasailing incident happened, which, mm-hmm. is, which is a bit of a left turn. <laughs> I mean, on this whole island, what is the odds that they find the <laughs> same beach that, the, that they crashed on? Mm. Well, considering we've seen the coastline... <laughs> In the film, anyway, we've seen the coastline of where they're parasailing. There was no beaches there. It was all just that sheer, sheer cliffs um, mm-hmm. and all the mountain ranges. So it is, it is a little bit um, convenient that all of a sudden they're back here. Of course, it's it's described here that the hull's ripped open, so they're not using the boat to get off get off the island. But maybe maybe there's a radio working inside or something. That's what Grant's Grant's after. But as uh, Eric almost reaches his parents, he stops and looks out over the ocean where he sees two lights. Um, he doesn't say anything for a moment, but they make just to make sure that they're real and he's not seeing things, but they are, and they're coming closer, and he starts yelling, Mum, Dad, and they look up to see the, the distant lights and just now making out two forms, helicopters. So the helicopters are coming in from uh, the boats offshore here, 
Uh, Grant looks in the speedboat, prepared to see anything in the wreckage, but the cabin is surprisingly intact. Just a little blood. Uh, there are three gashes on the driver's seat back. Grant measures their spacing with his fingers. And that's when he looks down at the wet sand and around him and finds the uh, trail of free-toed tracks. Eric yells up the beach to Grant. Helicopters were safe, and that's when Grant mumbles to himself, no, we're not. So the film is far from over, or the story is far from over in the uh, script. We're, uh, we're going to get a lot more, uh, much like we had in the novel previously with uh, some raptors and some pteranodons coming out again. They can't leave the pteranodons attacking the helicopters alone. <laughs> <laughs> we get a we get a different version of that in the uh, in the script as well. Everybody gets a fight scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not doing the Oprah. <laughs> you get a fight scene. You get a fight scene. Um, and I'm going to cut that because I'm not including it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Dave. That's uh, that's minute seventy nine. Anything else we want to discuss before we uh, get out of here for the week? No, I think we're good. All right, lovely. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at lostworldminute.com. The main website is jurassicminutes.wordpress.com and you can find the Lost World Minutes and Jurassic Minutes over on Facebook with the uh, pages there. David, where are you on Twitter and Instagram? Uh, Twitter, we are at Jurassic Minute. Uh, Instagram is the Jurassic Minutes Podcast. Some of the worst things imaginable have been done with the best intentions. This is how you make dinosaurs. This is how you play God. If we split up, I'm going with you guys. Dinosaurs lived 65 million years ago. What is left of them is fossilized in the rocks. And it is in the rock that real scientists make real discoveries. Now what John Hammond and InGen did at Jurassic Park is create genetically engineered theme park monsters. Nothing more and nothing less. Uh, are you saying that you wouldn't want to get onto Isla Sorna and study them if you had the chance? No force on Earth or Heaven could get me on that island. You're desky. Hello? Charlie! Charlie! Charlie, take the phone to mommy now! It's the, it's the dinosaur there! Okay.